Welcome, you're listening to the Teen Life Survival Guide Podcast. This podcast is intended for teens that want to grow in their faith and learn how to be better followers of Christ. But honestly, it's open to whoever wants to listen and join in the fun. If you have any topic requests, email us at teenlifesurvivalguide at gmail.com. And lastly, just so you know, we typically use the New American Standard Bible if you wanted to know what Bible we use. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. Our topic of the day is doing things backwards, and we are going to start with a prayer. God, we love you. God, thank you for your Bible and your words and helping us learn how we are to truly live. And God, may we not let this world give us all these falsehoods that give us all this added stress, all this anxiety and pressures that are not from you. Um, Let us read your word and understand how to let those things go. Not saying we'll never be stressed, but that we can have a peace and joy past all this understanding that comes from you, God. God, us today to gain that wisdom and to use it in our life and to feel it in our hearts, Lord. And we love you and we pray we go out and we use the God-given gifts you gave us to serve you and bring other people to you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. So I'm not gonna lie, you know, God's a comedian sometimes. I remember um, sitting there saying, God, you know I like to speak, you know I like to do retreats. I see all these people, um, you know, and it's funny because it kind of goes back to the identity thing and comparison thing. But it's what was in my heart. It's terrible. Um, but I said, God, I see all these people, they do these amazing talks. Um, and I feel like you fill me with a lot, but I feel like a lot of it comes from constant research and watching other people and this kind of stuff. Why does stuff like never just come to me? Um, and sometimes I think that's the devil speaking. I think a lot of things come to me. Um, but also you got to make time for it. And I kind of asked for it. And then funny that this kind of all came together. And so this podcast is about how we do life backwards. Um, and I'm planning to hopefully, and maybe I'll put it on YouTube one day, who knows, um, do this as some kind of talk for the youth. Um, so hopefully it helps you today. But what God put on my heart is we do everything backways. Um, and it makes things so difficult for us. And it would, if we live life backways from a worldly perspective, um, we would look ridiculous, but yet we live our entire life from a backwards faith-based perspective. Um, and so one thing I thought about, um, if I did this as a talk is I would plan on wearing my clothes backwards. So I wanted to give you that image today. Imagine if I was wearing a button down shirt backways so all the buttons are in the back and I have them all buttoned up um I have my pants on backways so the zippers in the back the buckle um is in the back I have my shoes on backways flip-flops I guess because I don't know how you wear any other shoes on uh hat reversed inside out um I would stand out you would be like what on earth you know I would look weird because it's not what you're used to um but if everybody wore their clothes like that um then it would make more sense um and then I wouldn't stand out but because I was wearing it backways you know it would stand out. And if you don't believe me, um, another thing that came to me within the week when I was thinking about this topic was um, how we eat bananas. Uh, I know it sounds random, but hear me out. Um, I had my husband or a friend something one time. We were talking about eating bananas and we came to the conclusion that actually as a human race, we eat bananas wrong. Um, there's that big, tall little stem part. Um, when monkeys eat bananas, they hold on to that part. It's like almost like a little handle and then they rip the other part that we usually use as a handle. Um, so they reverse it. And it was astonishing to me because it was so much quicker and easier to eat a banana like that. And then you had like this little thing to hold on to, kind of like eating an ice cream cone and having a cone or, you know, having a lollipop and having to stick. You wouldn't eat the stick on a lollipop. That don't make any sense. Um, and try to put the sucker in your mouth. That would be way more inconvenient, right? Um, so I was hooked. Something so stupid, but I was hooked. I changed the way I eat a banana now. 
Um, and I'll never forget, I was eating a banana while teaching a class and the look on this little girl's face. And I'm not thinking nothing of it. I'm, you know, they were reading something. So I'm eating this banana and she looks at me like I'm crazy. And she says, what are you doing? And I'm like eating a banana. And she's like, you're eating it backwards. And I had to explain to her, like, actually go look on the internet. Um, watch how monkeys eat bananas. Watch how, you know, like, you know, the experts, I call them, eat bananas. Actually, humans do it wrong. But I stood out to her and I looked so backwards to her because it wasn't what she was used to. She was used to the way she's always seen things done. Um, even though there was an easier way, even though there was a more logical way, it still didn't make sense to her. She didn't even want to try it because it was not what she was used to. Um, and the last example that all happened in the same week is, um, and this never happens. I have a three-year-old and this has never happened, but, um, on accident, my parents put a son's onesie on back waist. Um, and you couldn't really tell until he had a poopy diaper or maybe it was pee. I don't know nowadays. Anyway, I had to change his diaper and because the buttons were on back ways, it made it more difficult. Um, me wearing my clothes back ways, if everybody wore their clothes like that, it wouldn't seem like a big deal until you had to take a shower until your clothes caught on fire and you're trying to get, you know, part of them off and you can't, right? Um, or any kind of crazy scenario like that. When you'd have to take off the clothes when they're on back ways, it makes it a lot more difficult. And that is how we li live our faith life. We do all these things backwards because society says it is normal, um, but God's word tells us it's not. Um, but again, because it's normal, because it's comfortable, we don't see how dumb we really look sometimes. And I don't mean that as you're dumb, but as this came to me, I'm like, wow, I literally do all these things backwards. I, and I was just like, and I wonder why I don't have the peace and joy that God calls us to have. God calls us not to put worldly things first, and that's mostly um, what we do. And so, like I said, we live backwards, um, and we wonder why we have the results we have. Um, so I'm going to go through just a couple notes I have of things that we do backwards. A lot of times we want to be rich and famous. We want to be popular. We want to be like a king. Um, and God actually says, if we're his, that we're called to serve others. Um, we like to do those vices and those temptations of the world instead of what God calls us to do. And if you've ever served somebody, you would really start to understand why God calls us to serve. Um, you do truly get joy from it. Also, when you're a servant and you're not trying to be top dog, it kind of takes that pressure off of you. And it makes you humble yourself enough to where you feel like you're enough because you're just giving yourself for God. Um, but when we have that pressure of trying to be popular and have our identity and being top dog, then we feel like when we're not like that, you know, it steals our joy away from us. Um, a lot of us think most of the times we are good the way we are um, and we could just get by. We never want to acknowledge those sins in our life. God calls us to be mindful of our sins. The more we realize that we sin, um, the more empathy we have for other people, the more we could be forgiven. But a lot of times people say, you know, you do you, you be yourself, love yourself for who you are. And we forget to grow. Um, and growing is such an important thing. If you're not growing and you're not reflecting, you're letting the devil define who you are. Um, you're trying to be a perfect person. God did not call you to be a perfect person. He called you to be his. And so we are doing things 
things back ways. And when those difficult situations come, um, like I said, we think, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. Everything's good. Um, but when our identities are taken away, when things are taken away from us, when things go bad, just like when I said, if I'm wearing my clothes back ways and I have to shower or I have to pee or I have to do something, when difficulties come, when trials come, that's when we're going to realize, like if I'm wearing my clothes back ways and I got to undo buttons, that I'm stuck and I'm bonded. Um, and so, like I said, a lot of times we just try to get by like, oh, who I am and how I am is good and I'm just going to keep going and all this stuff. But when the difficulties come, if you're not rooted in God and you're not in rooted in who he says you are and doing the things he says you need to be doing and you're finding your worth and your identity and worldly things, then when it is time, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be bonded like me in a button down shirt on back ways. Um, one thing our society tells us is everything involves around us and God said it's not about us it's about what Christ did that we are justified through him there's nothing we could do and he again calls us to be servants of others God says don't be anxious or worried but in everything pray and what do we typically do we typically worry about everything analyze what can go wrong we think about the past we think about the future and the one thing we don't make time for is to pray I'm not saying things aren't going to come into your head but if you take those prayers and those anxieties and you just pray over them and you put those promises of, you know, you instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna worry about the future and I'm bad at this, you know, I worry, you know, God, I feel like you're saying this is gonna happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Like, and I worry and I stress. But instead, when I turn to prayer and I turn to worship, this is the prayer that helps me with worry and anxiety. I say, God, you were faithful from day one. Adam and Eve fail. You decided to clothe them. You helped them through their original sin. The people failed with Noah. You gave an ark of a covenant. Um, You tested Abraham and Sarah and even when they failed you in it and trust you, you still, you still gave them descendants, um, beyond the stars in the sky. Um, when the people, you literally got the people out of slavery, um, in Egypt and all they did was complain and were miserable because they were so used to life as a slave that, you know, they didn't know how to live in true peace. They didn't know what really mattered. They had all these worldly values. They did things back ways so long, Lord, that they didn't even know that you were giving them something good. And I remind myself of all these things that he was faithful even when he literally got them out of slavery and they complained. Um, and we do that. And he literally was beaten by people and crucified by people. And he sat on that cross after being abused um, and said, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And so when I get worried and when I get anxious, I think of all these things, how God has been faithful for generations. And then what I do next is I start thinking about how he was faithful in my life. And I think about the times that I was, you know, let down. God, I really wanted this, but all the while, while I lost something super important to me, you brought this person into my life and you gave me this. And you know, when I didn't feel myself worth you, I randomly got a text from a friend saying, Hey, thinking about you praying for you. Or, you know, I had random people come up to me, man, I just feel like you needed to know that what you did impacted my life. And I start professing all these truths and that worry tends to go away because I take it to prayer and I take it to fact. And that's what God's calling us to do. But we do the opposite. We, like I said, we tend to stress and we tend to, oh, well, I'm worried about this. Well, let me do this to uh, help my worry. Like, oh, and I'm not saying, you know, if you got a big test coming up, that's stressful. But instead of overly stressing and worried about if you're going to pass or fail, study for the test. Um, It's okay to do things like that. But if all we're doing is we're sitting there worrying, 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 it doesn't help. Um, I know for me, there's things that I hope in the future change. Um, But only time can change things. Only God can change things. And so me worrying about them, me analyzing it, it's just stressing me out. And that is the 
exact opposite of what God calls us to do. And that's what we do. We want that control. And so we worry about stuff instead of just taking it out of our brain by instead replacing it with prayer of God's faithfulness and how he's helped us before. Um, God says to be still and come to him. And instead, we like to occupy our time with all kinds of things and stay busy. We say, God, I just don't have time for you. And I get that you do need things, you know, to take steam off and stress off. But the more you replace those things with prayer and going to him and actually relaxing, uh, when it becomes a practice, you'll realize that that is the correct way. But we do things backwards because again, we feed our identities off of what others think. So we think, oh, you know, what's a good stress relief? A good stress relief is getting on Facebook because I can get all this people pleasing um, feedback or I can, you know, help people in that way or, oh, I could go work out. And then also it does relieve stress. Don't get me wrong, but then also I can look good and feel, you know, fit. And I put all these things as a priority. And again, your health and your friends and all that are important. But when we do it, um, instead of taking the time to be still, and then we're wondering why we're always stressed out and burnt out, well, we're never taking time to rest. Um, and he's asking us to take time to rest. He also says in the Bible, um, only focus on today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Um, today has enough worries. And all the time we want to know about the future, control the future, and none of that helps us. It's living backwards. It's exactly what God calls us not to do. Again, it's not saying you can't prep. You know, like I'm working on something at church. Obviously, even though it's in the future, I have to prep for it. Like I said, with big tests, if you have big tests coming, you got to prep for it. If you're playing soccer before the game, yes, you have practice. But when we try to control things that are out of our control in the future, um, all that's doing is leading to extra stress. And we got to remember that God could change anything in any situation. Um, if there's a relationship you're trying to gain back, you stressing about it, it's not going to help. God's going to either open that door or he's not. And there's nothing you could do um, to control it. And the more you try to control it and the more you try to force it, all you're doing um, is controlling others, manipulating others, forcing others. And that is not going to end well. Um, and trying to force God's hand. You might not mean it that way. You might mean it out of love, but that's what it boils down to. Um, and most of the reasons we do that is out of fear. And in the Bible, millions and millions of times, I mean, hundred times, someone said up to 365, one for each day, God says, do not fear. And what we often do is we often let our fear drive us. Typically when we make mistakes, it's out of fear of embarrassment, fear of disappointment, fear of losing someone, fear of abandonment, fear of being left out, um, fear uh, of your appearance, different things. We make all these choices based on fear. Devil wants to make us fearful and not trust in God because he knows when we get fearful, we get stuck, we get scared, and that's when we tend to get stupid and make stupid decisions. Um, he says not to focus on our outward appearance and what we wear. And usually that's some things that drives our worries. Um, I'm not saying you can't look nice. Um, if you're going to a wedding, you probably should look nice. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, if we focus all our time on our appearance and we care so much about what people think, you're wasting all that time. That time could be given to prayer. Also, you're finding your identity in your appearance. Um, and your appearance can get taken away from you just like anything else. You can get burnt in the fire and your face can 
look different. Um, you can use, lose your leg in a car wreck. Or you can just not like the way you look. You can gain weight. I know I gained a lot of weight for uh, unfortunately not eating good, but also medical um, medicines and steroids and different things I have to take for my asthma. And so, you know, when we make that our outward appearance, what's important, again, we're doing life back to make, we're making all these extra stresses and worries that God never called us to have. Um, again, this one goes kind of to what I said earlier. He said to be a servant of God. You know, he always tells us sit, sit at the end of the table. Jesus even came and washed people's feet and he was the son of God. Um, they're literally about to betray him. He gives us the body and blood of Christ and then he literally washes their nasty. He calls us to be a servant, but instead we focus on that social, social status. We want the fame, we want the money, and we want the titles. And God said we don't have to do that. It's not saying don't try to be successful at work. It's not saying, you know, you, you can't try to be the homecoming queen. But if your identity is coming from that, if your worth is coming from those things, it's going to add unneeded stress. Your life is backways. You're putting your priorities backways. Um, who you are is enough. You don't have to do anything or prove that. And the more you realize that everything is a worldly thing, it's hard. Even people are worldly things. Everything's a worldly thing. So their opinions don't matter. Um, your job title don't matter. Doesn't matter if you got fired and lost everything. Um, who you are in Christ matters. And when we start living with that truth instead of these backwards truths that it's our worth, um, we'll start to have a happier life. God said to trust him and not lean on our own understanding, yet we often try to control every situation. Oh my goodness, I'm so bad with that. Um, our logic is not God's logic. You could see it time and time again in the Bible. You know the Bible's real because logically, pretty much most of what God does is not what we would logically do as humans. Back in his time, Bethlehem was considered not a good town. That's where they chose to be born in. A king would wear nice fancy clothes. He didn't wear no fancy clothes. Um, he often used women um, to preach to other people. Like when he started his ministry, he went through a sinning woman. Um, those are things that we logically wouldn't do. Um, and so logically, we think things should go this way. And when they don't go that way, we're like, God, I just don't understand. But God's not a logical God in a worldly sense. God does things the way he wants beyond our understanding. All he asks us to do is trust. And mostly what we want to do instead of trust, we want to control. Um, instead of trust, we want to say, no, God, that's just not the, the way to do it and we want to analyze and try to figure out what God's trying to do instead of letting it happen because we can't control God what he wants going to happen the only thing we could do is control our actions control our prayer life and control our um like I said we do everything backwards and then we wonder why we don't have any peace um I know I stress about stupid stuff like my kids matching for pictures having a perfect picture on Facebook my house looking nice and neat all these things have no value and just add stress I do 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 but I never rest and learn um I think a lot of times about when I was a soccer player people used to make fun of me because I was a great soccer player but I cannot jump rope to save my life and one of the reasons I couldn't jump rope is I literally the reason I was good at soccer is I focused on those set of skills over and over and over but I never learned everything else and so when I had to do anything else athletic like agility or jump rope I couldn't do it I was so focused on being good at what I was good at um and so we have to rest and learn um everything you can't just stick to that one thing you have to grow 
row. Um, you have to trust and you can't just do things backwards because it's easy inconvenience in a quick fix. If you don't learn the basic foundations, um, then as an overall human, you won't be able to do everything. Just like me, I could do what I was good at at soccer, but I couldn't learn a new skill. I couldn't adjust um, because I just learned to do, to do concrete instead of opening my eyes and doing the basics. So again, like I said, we get so into this norm of what we think is right that when things go differently than we think, you know, we think they're wrong, but really it's because we're living this backwards way of thinking. God, uh, one of my favorite things is Exodus. I think it's 35 or 36. Um, I don't know if I could do what they had to do. Um, and all they had to do was be still in trust. And that to me, it just seems so backwards. There's this year, it's called the year of Jubilee, where they literally um, had to, they gathered food for six years. And on that seventh year, they had to trust that they'd have food. They also had to do it in the desert. Wasn't as extreme, but for six days, they got food. And on the seventh day, they rested. Um, but the thing was, if they did that for any other day, the bread would go bad. They would not have food. So they literally had to trust on that seventh day, God would provide for them. They literally had to trust for an entire year, God would provide for them. Um, and think about how nerve wracking that would be for us, how much we would worry about it. And that's how you know we live our life backwards. God literally says he is going to provide for you. All you have to do is pray, trust him, but it's so hard for us to do. Um, I don't know if I could say, okay, God, you're literally telling me to sit there and do nothing. Um, is that in my head? Are you sure? And so I prepare and do all these things for six years. And then on the seventh year, I just have to completely trust you. Um, that would be hard. Um, and that's what I mean. A lot of times, you know, we do things backwards. God literally tells us to not worry and to just trust him that we can't control the situation. If it's going to happen, he's going to make it happen. Our part is to know scripture and to trust him. Yet, like I said, most of the times we do things backwards because that's what, you know, society says. Society says, um, I have to dress a certain way. I have to look a certain way. I have to act a certain way. I have to do me. Um, I have to, you know, have all these friends. I have to be busy every weekend. I have to have this perfect life. And God says, no, actually you're a sinner. Um, I came and save you. I'm going to provide you everything you need. Your happiness is actually just your identity in Christ. You don't need all these worldly things to live or to be happy or to survive. All you need is to trust me, know my word, be a servant of God, love others. And I'm going to give you peace, joy, happiness. I'm going to give you all these tools of the Holy Spirit to get by. Um, all you have to do is trust me. Um, and when we do that and we put our faith fill, fill close on forward instead of backwards, when worldly things fail us, when people die, when people don't forgive us, when people cheat on us, when um, people say they love us, but then we find out they don't, when people abuse us, when whatever happens, that's just tragic in your life. Whenever that happens, but you have your faith filled clothes on back ways and you feel and you realize yet yeah, those people disappointed you, but they're still just humans and they're not your identity and they're not your self-worth. And even when you made a mistake, that's not who you are. Your mistake is not who you are. When you do that, when those trials come, it's going to be so much easier because you're not living your life back ways. When things go wrong and you start worrying about tomorrow, you remember God holds your tomorrow um, and you will have. And the more we live life the right way, what God says, focus on today. Don't focus on what you wear. Don't focus on worldly things. Don't focus on other what other people believe. That's when we're going to have true, true joy and peace. But I'm going to be honest with you. That is so hard to do. I definitely live life back ways um, because we've just done it for so long. So I pray that you um, think about those things in your life that maybe you do back ways and try to start swapping those priorities. I know for me, a lot of times it's hard. I have to take care of my kids to find time, but I make time for the Bible and I make time for, um, you know, these podcasts, even though sometimes it's literally doing three podcasts in one day over 
were topics that were given to me um, throughout the couple weeks, but I get it done because I don't want to live a backwards life. I want to put God's mission first. I want to be a servant to him. And if that takes away some of my time or, you know, embarrasses me because I'm more focused on serving than what clothes I'm wearing or what I look like, then I chalk it up as a success. So I hope this helps you. God bless.